0: Okay, so in our little pre-show convo here, we went down a bit of a rabbit hole. Anybody remember Jared Cowan? So uh, this started with people that were on Robodah Island. Uh, we listed, okay, Roboda, Lupul, uh, Muzzin, Murray, Klingberg, Carado. we'll see. But then who Frankie Corrado. And then the last one that, uh, that came up was Jared Cowan. So for anyone who doesn't remember, he came over in the... Uh, Uh, Dion Phaneuf to Ottawa trade he was a ninth overall pick in 2009 and I believe he suffered a concussion that uh, took him out of the lineup and he didn't ever play again so he showed up for um, training camp with the Avalanche in 17-18 played one preseason game was cut and then he retired so like the curious mind I am I was like I wonder what he's doing now and Suddy obviously like, I mean, you know, they, they either sell cars or insurance, right? That's usually it. So, uh, I find searching his name evolution, raw dog food. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a guy with the same name. And so going through this page, I look. there's a few pictures. It's hard to tell. He's got sunglasses and a hat on. It's like, and a sun hat and sunglasses on. Like, what are you doing? Just like, you don't want to be recognized. Uh So, him and his wife produce raw dog food themselves. Uh, It says here on their website, meet the owners. Both Cassie and Jared are hands-on throughout the process, prepare all the raw dog food, source all the supplements, package all the raw meals, and deliver it right to your door. Truly a labor of love. So, A, shout out to these guys. That's a really cool way to transition out of an NHL career. It's got to be a fun thing to just hang out with all your dogs all day. I think it says they have four of them. And B, um, as so mentioned before we got on here if anyone's in Saskatoon area you got to order this to have former ninth yeah, overall NHL pick Jared Cowan and his wife show up to your door with dog food not it only will like, really you like a premium
1: food. dog food you can get a selfie and probably an autograph with that oh they also
0: make cat food they have raw meat patties freeze dried raw dry food meaty bones treats and chews puzzles and toys they have everything so this is just the last thing that you expect um, a retired NHLer to be doing but good for Jared Cowan
1: Yeah, and in no way are they catching strays here
0: we are totally supportive of this this is awesome no, yeah this was more of just a shock if anything like I had to verify if this is in fact the same person and I mean come at me if you can prove otherwise but everything I've found <laughs> this is them um, there surprisingly are not a lot of people with that name also, <clears throat> also Malay McCulloch
2: and Nathan Horton on Robert Island Oh, Ooh, of course, Nathan Horton, yes. who
0: we traded away and then traded back for, I believe, I'm
2: and David mistaken. Clarkson
0: the second time he came
2: to Toronto. <laughs> oh my god!
1: When you come we back to it... the second time, you're usually banished to Roboto Island.
2: And, and just so everyone's aware, the, the whole conversation started because of these amazing shirts. Oh hell, what a the shirt! The uh... like Joey Ferg
0: on Twitter.
1: Yeah, Huge
0: the. Miami like island vibes with Robota Island is so nice it's like GTA Amazing. by city um, I was thinking we should make one that's like you know like the names like something and something and something and something but just like all the names of people on Robota Island see if people <laughs> can put it together by looking at the names like wait a second what do these guys all have in common oh, oh no
1: <laughs> what does um, Robota so think about guess...
0: this he, uh, it's like a huge
1: feather in its cap right
0: that's something that I guess is never talked about is like, why don't they ever bring Stefan Robota on and ask him about how he feels about being like, because the this is always for... known
1: for it. Like he had a pretty <laughs> good career whatever, but like, this is what he's
0: known for now,
1: especially like in Leafs nation.
0: Oh, there's young Leaf fans that have no idea who he is or was, or no, just, just right know that this, that's the name then. of the island. Like, Oh man. Um, So, I guess, Simon America, as they used to say on AFB, uh, find any retired NHLer who has an interesting career now. Because, you know, not everybody makes millions over the course of their NHL time and can comfortably retire. So, uh, see if you can find anybody who's doing something different This could be a segment
1: for us, I think.
0: Yeah. What are they doing now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, where are they now? People (laughs) that you never thought about. Like you mm-hmm. didn't question where they went, but we're going to tell you new segment. we got to think of a name for it. You should almost cut this so no one steals it. <laughs> nah, we're going to just start it. We'll be the first ones, So everybody Mark, will just, right here. everybody will know that we started it because that's definitely how that's worked before. Um, <laughs> speaking of shirts though, we have a bunch of new designs. I know I've been talking about this for a while, but I finally spent uh, a couple hours yesterday um, leading up to and uh, during the game. Oops. Uh, I was working on designs, so there's a couple new shirts hitting the store. Some things i have been talking about for a while. Um, some inside jokes of this show, if you're a if you're a fan, and uh, some just plain old Leafs late night fun retro style neon merch. So, yeah, cool stuff hitting the in the this, this store. If you have any ideas for things, or if you um, want anything dropped in there, shoot me a message, and uh, I can see what I can put together. Shout out to Mikey D of Believer Pod. <laughs> There you go. Um, for, uh, for shooting me a couple messages, I asked him for some input, and he uh, helped come up with a couple designs you'll see shortly, We sincerely
1: so. love you, and we will properly plug you at the end of this pod, I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. All right, so um, we'll call it the duality of fan. We went from like the weirdest, shittiest start to a game to the strangest comeback to the biggest blowout of the season. Um, into back-to-back games and it showed every side of Leafs Nation so um, let's talk about that come on intro us <laughs> intro
1: us I'm trying <laughs> first Mikey D and now our <laughs> intro
2: hi this is Mike Ross public address announcement get it
0: together Johnny Ross <laughs> Fired. <laughs> your post You're never gonna host again. And now your starting lineup, Roscoe, <laughs> the Fanalist,
1: <laughs> Southey, Beener, and Darty Rodure on the Leafs Late Night Podcast.
0: Okay, so um I am not going to beat around the bush about this. I turned off the Columbus game after the second period. I know a lot of people also did the same and there was a bit of a war back and forth um, because obviously the game ended very differently than the second period ended. You were nasty so, about it too. What's... Let's not sure go with that. You uh, no, fucking I'm, done with this. I'm prepared to we got talk into about a it bit. at least. To air
2: it out. So what you we're starting it... a senators podcast at that point.
0: Okay, oh, <laughs> I might as well. Um <laughs> But at the same time, Columbus is known for blowing leads this year. They have the most, or in the top for first period goals, or for I think they um, are. not first period, but scoring scoring first. I think they said they're one of the top teams for scoring first, but they're in the bottom of the league for standing. So obviously, they're <laughs> horrible at holding also on. Also, for the lead. blowing leads, but yeah, f- blowing a lead is one thing. Five nothing to a tie in is, one period. Yeah, that's that's insane. Like, I mean, we saw the Leafs score four in a period and and that was the most uh, all year and now five. Um, So let's talk about what it means to be fed up with a team and sticking through and, uh, you know, (laughs) really what what that game tested everybody for. So go, go for it, Sadie.
1: I think we're coming from
0: different angles here. Like, I wasn't
1: super frustrated with them in that game. They haven't lost in regulation in a long time. I figured they were due. And the fact that they came back in that game was a huge testament to how they've been playing, like, as a team game. So I took that as a big win, not a loss.
0: Yeah, and look, I turned it off obviously not no one. Like he, like I'm, I turned it off after the result of the first forty minutes, right? Like I had it playing in my office, and I could have gone back and I checked back that it was five three, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" But I didn't watch the period. So, I guess where I was coming from is that time is money, money is money. I mean, there are people that paid to go to the game. It's been said on other shows, like it's most people get to go to one game in their life, maybe like three tops. Like if you're, you know, really lucky, you go to 10, if you're working more, but like the point is it's not easy to go to leaf games and, um, people are there for an an entertaining experience. And the team did not deliver a product worth watching for an entire 40 minutes. Look, I get it. They had the dad's trip. Ty definitely took them out. Like, come on. You don't think these guys had a fun night in New York before they came home after that uh, that back to back? Like, of
1: course they fucking did. But to say they didn't have like an experience in that game, like the first forty minutes, sure, but they were never louder as they were in that last twenty minutes. That was the experience. Yeah,
0: yeah that was the loudest
2: 100%. I've heard that arena in a long time.
1: Hundred percent.
2: And I'm glad and that I was, it was there loud. for his
0: sixtieth goal. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm glad it was loud. Obviously, it's an insane thing to happen, but like there were people leaving and I, I guess I'm just trying to say that I don't blame people for leaving or turning it off at that point because of th- the expectation of the product that was delivered. Like this is not a team that you expect to just show up asleep against one of the worst teams in the league, allow five goals against and basically just whoa, whoa, phone whoa. it. phone like what? What are you, like, this is at least two hours of your time at that point, like two periods. I mean... So, the entire time that
2: Matthews has been there, they have historically shown up late to every game versus a bottom feeder team. There's, okay, showing up late and... It's to be expected.
0: Okay, but that first goal... You've got Domi passing it right to Kent Johnson who centers it to wide open line A in front of the net who buries it. one nothing. I'm like, that's not a good start. But, look, shit happens. Then the second goal where you have Riley just la-di-da throws it along the boards. Like, it, from then on, it was, okay, nobody is here. There's a difference between, like, a couple guys having an off night and the whole team just really not trying. Like I get, I don't get it's shitty Columbus and they're not the best and yada yada, but you got to try.
1: Like how many games are we into like double digits that they have not lost in regulation. So even if they did shit the bed in this game, whatever, it's a bad game. Let's chalk it up to that. But they came back in the third and showed like what this team is actually made of. I thought it was a huge character win for like, not they didn't win the game, but it was like a huge character moment for this team.
0: Yeah. And uh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't
1: get the shitting on it.
0: I, I'm glad that it happened. I'm glad that they came back. It does show a lot of growth in the team that they were able to turn it on. I'm just saying that I'm defending people that were like, after 40 minutes of gameplay of that, they went, I don't need to watch another 20 tonight. I have other shit that I can do. There's dishes, there's laundry, there's like, you know. There, there's life, and it's like I said, it's an hour-ish of your time, if not more, that you're committing to it. Like, you got to spend your time wisely. And if uh, the entertainment isn't there, I don't blame people for not sticking it through. Like, if you paid to sit in the game and you left, that's kind of crazy. Like, I don't see the point in spending the money to go if you're gonna leave after 40 minutes. But, but turn like it if off if, if when you're at you home. It, I get
1: sure. That's fair.
2: Meaner. I, I I've left one sporting event early my entire life, and it was a Marlies Hershey's Bear, Hershey Bears playoff game that the Marlies were already down, I think it was four nothing and allowed two shorthanded goals in the same penalty. <laughs> so at that point I left, but I won those tickets. I didn't even pay for them. So it's a little bit of a different I don't story.
1: Think- the penguin game happens without how that Columbus game went through because they it, bounce it, it's, back it's such in a, a certain way. Yeah.
2: Go ahead. So, sorry. It, it's such a Petri dish. Like for years, everybody's been saying, Oh, the Leafs aren't any good in the playoffs. The Leafs aren't any good in the playoffs because you can't, you know, outscore your problems in the playoffs. Now they're not outscoring their problems. They're winning tight games or losing tight games so many losses in overtime. Oh, but you know, that that's that's not conducive to a successful team. Is it like Marty says it all the time lately on Twitter? It It's constantly moving the goalposts to fit your narrative. To 100%. create negative press about the Leafs because it sells.
0: Uh, yes, there's an element of that because obviously with the most media around this team, everyone gets the clicks for, you know, oh, we get to shit on the Leafs. But I think there's also an element of people are frustrated. And if they don't see growth out of this team, there's more frustration, right? Like we've seen year after year with the same group, no results in the playoffs. So I think people are raising the expectations in the regular season for like, I don't care about the points. I want to see how you're winning the games, how you're showing up to these battles. Like that's what people are looking for now instead that, of just regular season points. That They're game winning was these was games, the games like playoff games.
1: They went to the locker room after the second and said, fuck, boys. They looked each other in the eyes and they said, this is unacceptable. This is not how we play. This is not the team we are. And they came out and they got a point out of it, right? They scored fucking five goals in that period. And they I'm not saying it's not gross. afterwards. I know, but they parlayed that afterwards into a 7 nothing win against Pittsburgh. That Those two go hand in hand.
0: I, I don't disagree with that. What I'm trying to say is that, like, there's not negative media around everything. We're not changing the goalposts on everything. Like, I think there's more scrutiny on this team. There's more frustration from the fan base because we've gone through Kyle Dubas now, his entire era with the team, and all we got mm-hmm. was a first round victory. I think people are more frustrated than ever because there's been little change <laughs> roster wise, there's been little success difference. Like, little well, change. There's been like nine players cha- minimum changed every year on the fringe right like we've seen the same core run back it's been the same the same center of this team the guys that play 80% of the minutes are exactly the same like we've and we were told like it we're almost there we're almost there we're almost there we're still almost there we're onto a new gm and all these guys contracts are expiring i'm trying to defend the fact that I think people are more frustrated at this point because the clock is ticking. Like we're now at the point where we might lose William Nylander because there's no money anymore. Like that, that whole era might be over where we've got him on this team yeah. and a, a nice deal. Like people are mad and I don't blame them for being mad.
1: And I will say this, like Toronto is a playoff based team at this point, right? Like the ebbs and flows of a regular season are going to be hard to swallow with whether you're losing or winning it doesn't really matter, so you're going to go pretty hard into it, but when it gets to the playoff, that's when this team is actually going to show what it's made of. So until then, the storylines are going to go up, they're going to go down, it's going to be... Uh, just, uh, you're right, Twitter does it matter? It's such a toxic place. Like,
0: Are they going to play Columbus in the playoffs? Of course not, because they're horrible. So does it matter that they're not great against Columbus that one night? No, it really doesn't. I'm just... I guess the, the gist of my whole thing here is... Time is, is an investment, and you can spend it however you see fit. And if the thing that you were spending it on is not delivering what you want it to, you can walk yeah. away from that. And, I and don't it's a microvision
1: it. into like what you expect them to do the whole season. So they fucking they shit the bed this game. The roof is collapsing. We're going to go hard on it, whatever. On to the next game. Yeah. It's always he, what it's going to be in an 82-game schedule.
0: Yeah, when you want to see growth from a team, and so, a team that's going to be the difference this time because there has been so many um, changes. Like I know I said, there's no roster changes. This is probably the most high profile pieces we've seen change in a long time. Yeah. So people have the expectation that, okay, we're going to see something a little different this year. So to come out with the first 40 minutes like that. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating and you can chalk it up to moving the goalpost, but like, I don't know. The, the numbers are only so much like shout out. I, I love you, Marty. And I, I know you with the PSAs of, their record and everything but I it's love you too, marty it's like i said people are looking at games differently like numbers are one thing yeah the points are great but it people look at how they show up to games how they play how they win and how they lose and so when they lose badly and they make shitty mistakes people are angry and i don't blame them
1: here's my last point on this is
0: they didn't lose badly they didn't lose badly, but they played horribly for 40. They lost 40 minutes of the game, which I know is moving the goalpost by definition, by changing the end time of the game. But <laughs> like when you play like that, yeah, it's, it, it's just, it, it wasn't a good look for the first 40 minutes. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah, nobody played. Well. We expect Sammy, led in bad wasn't. goals. Everybody was coughing the puck up like, they're, and they're playing a, a team that can't put two and two together. Like they literally just got rid of their coach. Like, But when
2: you can play the majority of a game like that and still come back and salvage a point, like, yeah, it's great. There is a bright side there. And I think,
1: yeah, too, like, um, Sammy is a huge issue in that game, right? He was, yeah, they they play so differently in front of him than they do, even like Jones or Wall, especially
0: because exactly when you play badly, you want to at least be able to count on one thing, like. And when your goalie's yeah. not there for you either, that's that's a problem. There, so there's that clip,
1: like when he got scored on, and Tavares like turns around, he's like, "What the fuck?" It's the yeah, one time he didn't rough. put his glove over his mouth, like that pretty much sums the last. It
0: up. I think it was the last two. There was the one that went off his mask through the five hole, um, and there was another one that he just didn't see. It went over his shoulder, like either the third or the fourth. They were just really bad. The first the two, whole team was really bad because too, they like, were. But- horrible turnovers. As like, said, that's...
1: Like, they were all terrible, but he was especially bad. Like he let them down in critical spots.
0: Yeah. And I'm not saying it's the goalie's job to be the savior when the team's playing like shit, but it's, uh, you're still expected to make a save here and there. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Um, so moving on the, the grim, uh, <laughs> the grimness came to an end pretty quick. Obviously Leafs, uh, fallen over time, but it's, uh, an absolutely insane comeback. Um, yes, I, uh, I would break it down, but I do not watch missed. it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> before we move on to the next game, anything of note, like who really led this comeback? Who flipped the switch to turn this into uh, Everybody the comeback it was? Everybody you would want to lead the comeback. It's like, always Matthews. Matthews. With-
1: the way he's been leading this team is unreal this year. He is a true definition of the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. It's not even in question anymore. Like this is his
2: team. <laughs> So like everybody they fl- they flicked a switch and
0: everybody was just going after it so did they all take like emergency after the second intermission or something like 24-hour energy well not Engine's even that it's us well everybody's sick apparently so was it like that's when the cold meds wore off and they weren't drugged up anymore or that's when they took some like here we gotta get this in you to feel better they took the the athletic greens not a sponsor AG1, I think they're called now. (laughs) 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 Who who knows? Who fucking knows? But they turned it on. They did it. Um, I'm glad they did. But obviously, uh, it burned the tank out on Matthews because uh, him and somebody else was absent last night. Brody. Brody, Brody, right. Shout out. A buddy of mine, last minute, his uh, girlfriend got them like 100 level seats for that game. And he's like, I haven't been to a game in 15 years. I'm like... All right, let's go. And sure enough, <laughs> craziest game of the season. So, <laughs> what a Got game, to fun, be at. fun snaps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the duality tonight, of fan.
1: Uh, or last night, rather.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> holy shit. GM Kyle Dubas returns with uh, Monsieur Spezza and. I said last time they played the Pens like what's the best way to stick it to Dubas and everyone was saying win or you know what, what do we have to stick it to Dubas for it's like man well, cuz it's fun It's hockey
2: You know uh, what but most people said no the longer with our team,
0: team. <laughs> Most people said win win or blow them out so uh, I'm glad that it didn't happen the first time but it happened the second time so here we are 7 nothing win over the Pittsburgh Penguins that we are in a bit of a predicament this year but yeah, uh, let's let's get into it. Let me pull up some stuff from the game here. You guys want to start her off? I feel this was first one of the first. Most...
2: You go you go you go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna say like, welcome to the NHL, Matthew Nyes. Like, holy yeah. shit! Right? I've loved this kid forever, and he's shown glimpses here or there. But that is one of the best games he has played since he's come up. Like getting the Gordie yeah. Howe hat trick too. Like.
1: I didn't even think, like, talent-wise, it was his best game. But just as he is as a hockey player, the fact that he stood up for Domi, he realized that wasn't great. Um, His assists, his goal was fucking dirty as shit. But that was one of his best all-around games. And that's something we can expect, I think, from him going forward. Like, this guy is a beast. He is going to like, manhandle people.
2: To, to me, he reminds me of, like, a prime Rick Nash. Because he's, yeah. he's big, he'll cut to the net, he's got a wicked shot.
1: I think he's nastier, like,
2: though. He's definitely nastier. But like every time he just drops his shoulder and cuts to the net, that's just instantly what I think is Rick Nash from all those highlight reels in the early thousands. He's 21 years old, and he's like just figuring out how big he is and how much he can use his
1: body as he's playing hockey with his skills. So I think as he develops yeah. that, he's going to be unreal.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Thompson, Mister uh, Tage Thompson, that the uh, fucking announcers always love to bring up, but it's just an easy go-to for a big power forward these days. But he didn't break out at eighteen, nineteen uh, into the star no that he is now. Like that age, do. Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta figure out how to use your size, right? Like you guys have been saying, like how do you use what has for the last ten-ish mm, years been. A disadvantage to your advantage like how do you push through these fast people how do you make up for having a little less speed it's uh it's not easy but i mean look chris Kreider out of nowhere standing in front of the net scored like 40 goals two years ago so it's uh i think once they figure it out it's there so yeah
1: I thought, like, Looking... if you can develop your man strength and your skill that's a huge asset and not many people do it but when you do like you said those type of players it just all of a sudden clicks.
0: So, uh, seventh goal of the season for Knives at uh, the eighteen oh three of the first there. So, uh, right at the beginning. And, holy shit, immediately after, like minutes later, like we said, getting into a fight. So, Gordie Howe trick watch was on with 55 minutes left in the game. All he needed was an assist. So, that's, that's quite a way to uh, start your first real year in the big leagues. I'm really impressed by what we're seeing from him. And, it, Domi, like, him and Domi, fuck. Well,
2: and and the way it happened, too, it wasn't like one of them cheesy fights that, you know, was staged or anything like that. Like, almost David Perron asked what happened with Larkin. Like, he saw Domi go down. He felt it was
0: dirty, and he just went after him. Exactly what we've been asking for, right? Like, like you said, it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't hugs after the whistle that turned into a couple shots. It was like somebody jumping the de- to the defense of another player, which is again exactly what we've been asking for.
1: Before we get too carried on, like I feel that was a theme all night. Like they protected Jones. They they stood up for the players all night. It
0: was a very chippy affair for a Leafs game. Like they showed a lot of oomph. Yeah, I mean Laguson and McCabe and Benoit have been fantastic at just demolishing people the last couple games and i i love that they've figured out okay we're gonna do our thing instead of i know that you guys have your system and i think they've they've shifted away instead of trying to shovel these guys into what um brody and geo have been doing they're like just fucking yeah. hit somebody it works. like uh
1: mccann lejua uh, and nice robertson all these young guys had a huge game tonight last night rather yeah
2: McMahon's yeah, just, been playing great for the last handful of games. He's come up. It's like he does not
0: want to be sent back down. Yeah, Bobby yeah, McMahon, gonna... damn, Mc- McNuggets and Timbits. That's my uh, my two <laughs> two food related <laughs> guys on the team now. Uh, Benoit with three hits last night. So uh, fantasy watch, pick him up if you need hits. Also uh, plus two on the night. Two penalty minutes. Like I mean, these guys that again I keep saying like are these the ones you want to bring to the playoffs? Are starting to just become the yeah. everyday guys by default that they're here every day.
1: Like these guys are players they are hungry to play. They're eager to play. They don't have any history with this team whatsoever. So it's a whole new chapter, right? And they're we, getting
0: minutes, something that the Leafs are always incapable of which giving is an new interesting players. Thing because
1: who wasn't playing last night, right? So everybody else gets to jump up a little bit, like especially Domi. I thought he shined more than anybody else.
0: Yeah, and I think with the defense, like, yeah, we've had a lot of injuries uh, last year, and they were flipping people around, but this year it's kind of been steady that it's been one person out, one person out, one person out. So the same group of guys have been with the team pretty much all year, and these are guys that I don't think we're expecting to get. Like, how many fucking NHL games have these guys played now? Like 25, some of them? So that's experience that they would probably not have gotten this year if everybody was healthy, and, you know, you see – things develop in that time, right? So it's it's promising, at least. Absolutely. We traded for basically an older version of Benoit when we got Shen last year.
1: That's exactly it.
0: Fair. Yeah, right? Now you've got Benoit for cheaper, so. Yeah, it would have been nice to keep Luke Shen for the vibes and the, the That was my biggest but...
1: takeaway from I... last night is, like, these young players or players who have not played with the Leafs for that long. With Austin Mouth, these, like, being out, they just stepped up and showed what they can actually do for this team. And it was very, very encouraging because we haven't seen a bigger group of players doing what they did last night in a very long time.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this team has a bit of a streak of doing well with Matthews out. I mean, it was a bit of a different makeup of the team, but this is the first time this year where, like you said, like these guys have been faced with it. And yeah, I agree. They they really stepped up to the plate and showed that... Uh, think Matthews can take a night off every now and then. And to be fair, yeah. he kind of has while well, he's been wow. there in the lineup. So it was a Pleasure nice test. <laughs> hey, come on. He's had he's had at least <laughs> two or three nights of just kind of being there, and I don't blame him. Like, you can't give 100% every night for the regular season. He's still got his defensive play. I haven't had much to complain about it, with him this year. It, I'm yeah, yeah. Beaner Island right is, now. But is is him playing a perfect offensive game? Him giving hundred percent? Yes. It, if it's if that's what's needed,
2: if Johnny he, if,
1: it, if, the, if the offense isn't happening, Come on. Then for sure it is. <laughs> at, least, at least, it's not Johnny Siegel. Did you fucking read the thing he wrote about Domi? He's being roasted no. right now on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Oh no. What was what did it? He the say? Domi
1: conundrum, I think it was. And then Domi came out and yeah. like got three points, and just like, fuck you.
0: Want want, no. But look, also playing with Mitch Marner
1: for the first time since uh, London Knights days. Huge for him.
0: Okay, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna die on this hill. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's no, so, segue. So, um, like we said, new guys. We got Noah Gregor, who I have really liked this year. Finally, with uh, after three shots, ends up scoring. Um, Again, just the guy stepping up to the plate. I, I I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's great. Fuck, I love Gregor. Uh, who else got one? Tavares, Jones. Neil. How, how are we not
1: talking about Jones right now?
0: Because I want to. I was just going through the goals first to see if there was anything oh, okay, okay, that stood okay. out there. We'll,
1: we'll save him. We'll save him.
0: Um, but yeah, where there's a wall, there's a way. Because holy shit. <laughs>
1: Listen, I was hot on them signing Jones in the offseason. I feel no one well no one else really was. I knew what this guy can bring. He was huge for Seattle. He was great in the Sharks. And he's proving it right now. We were so fucking lucky that he wasn't claimed off waivers.
0: Yeah, that was something that probably would have happened last year. And um, I would love have. that the player that would have been claimed had Dubas been the GM ends up getting a shutout against Dubas.
1: So <laughs> the irony is not lost.
0: Is this like proof
2: that all the GMs in the NHL hate Dubas because he came in and tried to change the way people manage a team? So it's like, OK, any every single player he puts on waivers, even if we don't want him, let's just take him
1: it's proof of something that they
0: irrationally took players off waivers for him look at it this way if somebody all of a sudden starts buying up all of the gamecube games off of kijiji in town people are going to start going oh someone wants these and they'll start charging more for them i don't value them myself but if somebody else is going to buy them I will charge you $125 if that's what it says it's worth online. Like it's kind of that mentality of if somebody else is putting a value on it, then I sure like Dubas likes this guy and he's putting him through waivers. and He can't keep him because of something great. I'll take it. Maybe I can trade it back to him for something if he wants this guy so bad.
1: Listen, he's not a Peter Mrazic. Like this guy was playing for Seattle last year in the second round of the playoffs and putting up good numbers. He is a good goaltender. He's been around for a while. And the fact that an, he wasn't claimed, eh, he, he's good, man. I, he's, he's good. He's a good I goaltender. Think,
0: I think that's what we're seeing is like San Jose has been a horrible team for a long time, and the guy was basically wasting away there. And the years on Seattle are completely different, and now we're seeing if you put a team in front of him, a complete team, because Seattle is last year was kind of a storybook year for them, like Jared McCann scoring that much is not going to happen again, I don't think. But look, he's now in a position where he's got a fully built team in front of him and I, I think it's it's doing well for him, and as it should, right? It's his right? net, like, I think, until Wall comes back. There's a reason Martin Jones has stayed in the league, even though he's sporting a sub-900 every year. Like, there's people are seeing the saves that he is making, regardless of how All shitty right. his team is, and keeping so, him around.
1: So as our in-house goalie, what do you think of this
2: season? <laughs> so I was very adamant when he... St- got signed that I I was not necessarily happy with it because I feared that this was basically a, a, another ticket for Wall to head to the Marlies.
0: Mm. Um well yeah we talked I've about loved... that a lot in preseason Is like is this just yeah. going to bump Wall down a spot like what did. why did we give him this chance if we're just going to bring in Jones?
2: No ex- exactly and that was my fear because I I love Wall and I th- I've got a lot of faith in him for the future. He's our future. Um, He's our goalie. Yeah. So with with Jones, the fact that we were able to keep him, like he's had some really good flashes, but it's been really difficult. He had three seasons in San Jose when he was one of the best in the league, yeah, and then just completely tanked after that. Now, as Roscoe said, the team in front of him was kind of playing crappy, even last year with the Kraken, like an eight eighty seven. That's not a great. Save percentage?
0: No, they were outscoring all of their problems. They were letting exactly. in five and scoring six. Like that was their whole year. So, he, you can kind of look at it. it. It all depends on the team
2: and how they're doing. Like, no offense to the guy, we turned Jack Campbell into an all-star.
0: We did turn right? a lot of people into all-stars, but yeah.
2: <laughs> like, look at what LA's doing right now. They've built a team, and they don't even care who the hell's in net. Whoever is in net out there is doing well. Phoenix Copley, Cam Talbot couldn't stop a beach ball last year and he's playing great right now. Fair. Like yeah, different goalies, point. depending on their style, play better under different systems. Wall is a very efficient goaltender and he plays very well for us. Sammy is not. Sammy is an acrobatic goalie. Yeah. Now, he did have a good season last year, but he, everyone can have a flash in the pan. So this might be a little bit of that reverting back to it. Jones has been around long enough that he can play that very
0: structured system. So interesting. Well, thank you for the uh, the inside the goalie mask take. <laughs> That's oh, why I we think should go look in, the difference from Sammy. Because the he is mask.
1: he's a lot more just like system player, whereas you said Sammy yep. he'll ride his confidence, he's a hot type he's like a he's like Felix Spotlight type of goalie, right? If he's on, he's really great. If he's not, you're You better score, like, six goals.
0: Yeah. And And all this this team can do that eight out of ten times. I
1: I said this earlier. I think Wall is our most important player going forward. This is our guy. He's going to lead us to wherever we go. There's obviously Matthews and all these guys, but I think he's the most important player going forward.
0: Yeah, I think... Um, we're finally seeing the culmination of a lot of development with him. Like they were very careful about not bringing him up too early. Like for yeah. the entire existence of this podcast, I've been asking where the hell is Joseph Wall? So now we're here. He's here and he's great. So I'm glad that they trusted their system and waited until he was absolutely ready and, and confident that he could do it because uh, it's paying off.
1: So this begs the question: What do they do going forward? Do we trade Sammy before the trade deadline? Is Jones our second goaltender? That's one of the biggest questions
2: that has to be going forward with the Leafs. Well, I mean, at this point, sorry, Roscoe. Like at, no, at this point, yeah. you almost have to have to move him. Yeah, I was just going like, to say. I there's a 3. lot of teams looking two, for goalies. Like,
1: that,
0: like the the money too, it just makes so much sense for a trade can you trick Edmonton into taking another goalie? <laughs> Potentially. Maybe Ottawa. Like, oh. Yeah, see, Ottawa's a pretty um,
1: frequent oh, trade partner it sounds, with he's the it's not problem there. I'm just, I'm just very bitter about Ottawa tonight. We're not going to
0: talk about <laughs> that. But, but no, I, um, I I, think you do have to at least look at it, but I don't think it's as pressing now that Klingberg's LTIR'd for the rest of the season. Um, you've got a bit of a juggle going on here. We heard, I mean, we haven't talked about Ryan Reeves going down in the <laughs> most bizarre way possible. Um, that's nothing.
1: That's nothing. He's down not expecting to. to we <laughs> su-
0: Island. <laughs> yeah. He's not expected to su- miss significant time, but they did move geo to LTIR. I believe today was the yeah. move, but there's no so, way
1: like this goaltender controversy is not going to be a thing going forward, especially with Toronto media or like Toronto, like Twitter verse, whatever you want to like phrase it as it's going to be a thing.
0: Yeah. Like what do you, what do you do when you've got all three of them healthy? Like who do you send? Like you can't, God damn. I mean, you could try to send Jones down, but after that performance, I don't know if he'll clear waivers again. He won't
2: keep Wall and Jones and send Sammy down. If someone claims him, Okay. Yeah. you lose him for nothing,
0: but you're not paying that salary or it's you a, make a honestly, trade and you
1: throw him in for like cap just to make it work money wise.
0: I would rather lose him on waivers than pay somebody to take him, but I don't see anyone claiming that contract off waivers. You don't pay Not but, a chance. Yeah, I think the position of power in the trade is the person with the goalie, not the person looking for one. Like, you know, you can say the contract's not great or he's a bit questionable all you want, but <laughs> yeah. you need a goalie and I have one. So. Do you want him or You're not? You're
1: very right. And at that well, point, like you'd have to let Sammy take the net for a while to show that he's capable of
0: you know, being worth a trade, right?
2: Yes this and no, because goalies are notoriously kind of fucked in the head. And that's coming from a goalie. And a lot of goalie coaches are former goalies. So I can pretty much guarantee you there is at least one, if not a handful of goalie coaches in their GM's ear right now saying, Hey, we can save him. We can turn him into an all-star. Get him.
1: It's funny what you're saying, because Edmonton is not, like, a terrible candidate for this right now. Like,
0: Picard's
1: Like, all their goal champions are fucking terrible.
0: Yeah, it's just the, the story would be crazy that, like, we're just kind of, sh- if the goalie doesn't work here, we ship them off to Edmonton? Like, is that the deal? Yeah, it's not a oh good look. Oh my god! Fucking goalies. I, I don't. But yeah, like I said, it, I don't think it's as pressing. Like before the deadline, maybe. It's yeah, not pressing. It, you're right. I um I think it could be an interesting piece. Um, now that this has all shaped up this way, and Jones is is playing well. Um, if you're looking for a defenseman, you now have Sammy as a bargaining chip that I don't think you thought you had two weeks ago. So that yeah. becomes a, a factor in trades. So. Could be could be interesting we'll what Braddy can pick up. Right? It is making me worried that the Calgary Flames that he built are continuing to suck. Um, not giving me much faith in the moves he's going to make, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm
1: opposite of you, I think. I, I got a lot more faith in him than you do.
0: I'm not saying I don't have faith in him. I'm just saying it's it worries me a little that the people that he brought in in Calgary are all slow, but whatevs.
2: Well, yes, you're I know he was there. forced to trade his best player for yeah. pennies on the dollar. And, like, that being said, at the time, we all thought he made a decent deal. But, like, that's not a position though. of strength there. I mean, yeah.
1: You got to figure out. <laughs> Isn't he in like anyway. year one of his deal right now? Yeah. Of the well, extension. Those guys yeah. are fucking saddled with that. Woo! You talk about Robot Island?
2: Jesus. <laughs> talk about saddled.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, also speaking of goalies, shout out again to Hildeby. He's still lighting it up in the AHL. Nice. Love that. Love to hear it. He'll be... 182 uh, goals against average, 929 save percentage.
0: Be a battle between him and Wall one day. Uh, so last thing, GM Kyle Dubas, throwing a bit of a fit. A couple people that missed the game were asking if he was there. Shout out to Sarwa. Uh He was, and he was not happy. You could tell Not available he, for a post-game media either. Of course he wasn't. I'd say by goal three or four, he was he was uh, crushing some, some empty bottles back there with his angry fist. He did
1: have like classic move where he stood up, moved the vest like that, and sat back down, and Jason Spetson was writing We Fucking Suck in his notebook. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, what does this team do? Well, well, exactly what, you what do I like, do? This is...
1: One of Crosby's last great years, like he's having a renaissance right now. This guy is playing unreal. They move the farm to get Carlson. They re up their goaltender. Malkin's playing like shit. Like what? What do they do here?
0: Honestly, like the move was bringing Eric Carlson in for the the last hurrah. You know, go for one more. And I <sighs> now you're kind of stuck with that contract for more than a couple of years. Like. I don't know, Thank man. God we didn't trade for him. We tried so many times.
1: I feel so bad for Crosby right
0: now. Like, I really, really do.
2: Yeah. Like, to put it into context, Crosby is, what, 36? Yeah. Yeah. So he's on pace for, like, 50 goals this year. Yeah, right? for the second time ever. Just, we'll hit that. Gretzky's 36 age year? He had 25.
1: No, he's unreal. Thought... Man. Like, he's playing... As if he's playing when he was, like, 29 right now. Like, his game is unbelievable.
0: But they just can't put it together around him. And I don't, like, that's Dubas's job. Like, when your star is playing his best season ever and the team around him sucks, like, sorry. You know what the move (laughs) is?
1: You trade him to Colorado.
0: He plays with Nathan
1: McKinnon, another fucking Coal Harbor boy. One-two punch.
3: hmm
0: I don't know if he'd wave. No, no I think
1: never,
2: Crosby's more, more never worried would about it, his but legacy.
1: There, that's where he goes.
2: Um, it, on would, the be, it would be Montreal if anywhere he grew up a Habs fan. Oh, oh God, God, yeah,
1: you know fucking what? God awful, he would never finish his career there.
0: They're way too <laughs> shitty. Um, guess how many goals Alex Ovechkin's on pace for? Ten,
1: under like twenty-five?
0: 20? <laughs> Um, he hasn't scored in 11 or 12 games. So. Yeah, it's a real problem. How do I do this math again? It's like...
1: Which, like. which is kind of crazy because he is like, as a power play specialist, he's on the top of the circle. He gets the one timer, he claps it in. It's not very skilled. It's just a great shot.
2: Well, it's, and, and it's funny because. Yeah, for he's years, a... everybody's just always said, plant someone on him. Like, if yeah. you're short, have a shadow. Down for, yeah. Just just someone else can score. I don't care. He's not scoring. Because that's all he did was stand there and shoot. And he still got his goals. Every-
1: when I was younger, we used to play against someone who was way better than anyone on our team. And our coach would assign someone be like, don't do anything except for be on this guy's shadow. That's all you do all game.
0: So he is on pace, if my math is correct, for 14 or 15 goals. This year he's got five goals through 28 games. He hasn't scored, I think, in like 12 games now. Um, if he finishes the year with anything under twenty, he has never finished a season with a one as the first digit in his goals.
1: How many does he have until Gretzky's
0: record? Seventy
2: something, I think.
0: Uh, he's at eight hundred twenty-seven. So, yeah, so sixty-eight, sixty-nine, something like that. Yeah. Quick
2: math in my head. Not looking God, good. Guy has
0: got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, fifty goal seasons.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! That's crazy. Aside from Matthews, he's the best goal scorer in the last twenty years. Yeah, because Matthews has better numbers.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, fifty-two goals in his first year. Over longevity,
1: obviously Ovi does, but
0: yeah, it's just it, it's it's. On one end, it feels like the end of an era with Ovi, and on the other side with Crosby, it feels like, you know, he's got way more. He's got it feels more like in the he tank, had like and what do you do three more years in the tank. Again, I What's, mean, we felt that way about Ovi last year, so you never know. true. Like, I think true, every, true. You got to treat every year like, you know, if he's on this year, you got to use it while it's but here. The, like, the
1: discrepancy is huge this year.
0: Yeah, and it, but, it has never been through their entire run together. You also have to look at the style of game they play too, right?
2: Oh, like, completely different. Oh, no. Yeah, so Crosby's style
0: is more conducive to being better over the long term. Really? Because I would think that Ovi's style is easy. Like to stand there in a spot and wait for the puck to shoot it. But like, seems pretty light on your body.
2: But he's so. been doing just that for so long that that's all he has now.
0: Are you saying he's cramping up in the office? He's getting (laughs) carpal tunnel in the office? (laughs) Performance anxiety, no. Um,
2: Like when he came in, he was deking, he was running through guys, he was doing everything. And then over the course of a handful of years, it turned into just shot after shot after shot. Whereas Crosby, if he's snake bitten, okay, he's still winning draws. He's still playing defensively. I know you don't think that's important, Roscoe. Oh my God, that's not (laughs) what I said.
0: He no, dominates offense I
2: just, on I, the I boards. Dick, like yeah.
1: he cycles like no other. <laughs> he plays a full game. Exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. He does it to pull a Don Cherry, he does all the little things, right? Yes. Like he so if even if it's not going well for him on the score sheet, he still has other aspects to the game to bring. And the more you're out there, the more you're doing, the better chance it is that you're gonna catch fire again.
1: He Friday impacts morning. the game like he, in other ways.
2: He's not just skill, he has the hard work to go with the skill.
1: So, from Sportsnet, I was listening to their podcast the other night with uh, JD Bunkus, Sam McKee, and uh, Justin Bourne. And they were saying, Would you trade Crosby for Lander or Marner? And they all said yes. And I didn't know as, how to. Feel wait, about they said that. yes
0: as who? As Toronto? Yes. Not. Okay totally Here's... irrelevant
1: to our conversation right now but i, I had to no, bring it up because i heard it and i was
0: thinking like what what the fuck really like it's not completely irrelevant we can we can segue to this um the only way like if they brought in some defenseman through a trade that they were going to re-sign, that was going to cost a bit of money that made it so that nylander was impossible that maybe at the deadline if we're like guys yeah. this is the year like Nylander's not going to resign. He's told us, like, if you can't offer me this much, and they said we can't, that's if in that world, in that box, send Nylander to Pittsburgh. And the whole premise is, like,
1: you send him off to another team to win a cup within one or two years, right? Is it the Leafs? Is it the Avalanche? Like, would you actually do that? Did I hear you
2: wrong there, Sully? Did you say Nylander and Marner or Nylander or
1: Marner? Or Or one of the two. Marner, okay, I, I don't you said understand.
2: AM. That's
0: why I was like, "No, absolutely no, not." No, no, not no, no, Would you trade up Marner or like or Nylander? I guess the idea with moving Marner is to free up cap space over a longer period of time. Because what's Crosby's contract? But I was like right thinking about right it. Like,
1: would I actually do this? And it's enticing, it's hell. But
0: Crosby's eight point seven I'm not, I'm not this sure year and next.
1: Where does he play? Because Tavares is a second line center. Matthews is obviously your first. Tavares is way too slow
2: to play on the wing. Matthews would go wing. Look at the World Cup when Wait. he was playing with McDavid on Team North America. His
1: faceoff percentage and like his defensive prowess. Unless if you he played like center position in the defensive zone and then went winger in the offensive zone.
0: I feel like you kind of just end up with all-star rules at that point where you've got two centers on the first line and they just figure it out. Like,
1: <laughs> but they were so like, hell-bent on it. Like, yes, yes, yes.
0: I... See, the only argument I'd make for the Marner thing is you're you're getting 2 years of Crosby at 8 points or a year and a half of Crosby at 8.7 and money, you're yeah. free you're freeing up that money for the rest of time. But yeah. the downside is you don't have Mitch Marner, which is what you're fucking paying for. So I I don't see I personally wouldn't make that trade, but I understand the argument to it. Um Nylander, like I said, in that perfect world I would I would pull that trigger, but again, I I really hope that they can figure things out with him money-wise, but if it makes more sense to bring in, you know, if we have to to re-sign Joseph Wall?
1: This is pure fantasy talk,
0: by the way. Like, we're just shooting the shit here. Do we have to re-sign Joseph Wall this year?
2: We have Wall again next year at 766.
0: Oh, but we don't have Joe, Sammy. So, I mean, if you have to bring in a goalie to back up Joseph Wall that you've got to spend a little money on to make sure that it's solid... You're bringing in a defenseman. Like, eh, there's a couple things that, like, if it's this or Nylander, it's got to be a really good this. I I just I would rather them work out bringing Willie back. At
2: this point, we have 33.4 million dollars of available cap next year.
0: Oh yeah, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, a lot. But then when you take off Nylander, Nylander, Bertuzzi, Domi. Robertson, Gregor, McMahon, Brody, Lilligren, Benoit, Lagason, LeJoie, Samsonov, Jones, Giordano.
1: And also Mercuzzi. I think he might have played his best game as a Leaf Saturday. I think so
0: too. Like yeah, you can obviously replace all these guys, but like for thirty three million, that's you know, that's gonna get eaten up pretty quick.
1: With the cap increase?
0: Yeah, it's four four million. Is that with the cap increase, Sadi, or uh Bainer?
2: Um sorry, I'm just trying to find it back here. That's with the cap at eighty seven
0: point five. Yeah, so that <clears> is <throat> okay. See, that's tough. Like what's that? Real One, tough. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, you've got Robertson, Gregor, McMahon, Laguson, and Lajoie, and Joseph Wall all on sub League Min contracts. Like, that's something well, Joseph, that Joseph Wall's still there next year at that price. But that's what yeah. I mean is like most of most of your team that is filling out these side spots are on contracts that on paper don't actually qualify. Matthew Nyes is at nine nine twenty five this year and next. Like I don't know. Which I is... just Go ahead. It's no I was going like, to say kind of like special like
1: all these players on that type of contract contributed so much. It was great to see cuz we don't often see that many people on that type of contract
0: contributing to the Leafs. Yeah, and then next year it's do you want those guys back because they've proven themselves or do you try to find nine more needle in a haystacks like Dubas was doing every year. Like it's <sighs> it's do you want to keep tough. rolling the dice with the people on the outskirts of the the lineup or do you sign William Nylander? And that's kind of what it's coming down to. Like it's he's the biggest piece of the pie that takes probably four guys, five guys out of the lineup, like 10, 10 million. That's five guys making two. That's four guys making two yeah, and a half. A you know, of- I think that's that's the math people got to start looking at it is like as much as we love it I just I also no don't one want the wants rest to of the team that right now, Johnny. I just don't want the rest of the team to get hurt for it
1: I got the biggest blinders on right now that we don't have to fucking look at that <laughs> this year is fantastic so far let's it roll is. with it
0: let's, uh, let's go to questions from the Twitterverse here so Lucas Hainsworth, Luke Mann what strategies or tactics do we employ to maintain control throughout the game? Uh, you guys are more up on the actual play of hockey than I am, so I do want to take it.
1: I'm going to say their best defense is their offense. When they start cycling and having like puck domination, that's when they're the best team, right? Even when it goes in their defensive van, they have quick breakouts. These guys are an offensive team. That's what they are. So when they're playing that type of game,
2: they win a lot more than they lose. Well, and the beauty of it right now is with some of the additions and the way that they play it's brought a little bit of a different aspect to it and we've mentioned a couple times how even just like matthew Nice, for instance he's got the skill but he throws his body around he'll he's not afraid to go in the corners he almost likes to go in the corners so you have the skill to control and dominate when you have the puck and then when you don't have the puck you're not afraid to go and get it and the impact that's had on the rest of the team. Yeah. So Nye's playing like that on the same line with Marner and Matthews, directly impacting that. Yeah. And then you have Domi, who is just that's like the biggest dog thing on a bone.
1: That third like line, he does if not they can dominate offensively, especially him. like with Robertson going to that's a huge difference between having an offensive third line and like a shutdown third line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think what this team has struggled with is what does the third line do other than just hold the puck in the offensive zone for like a minute until the the lines change and it's like, well, that's great and all. It's better than the puck being in our end, but nobody got a shot off. So, we're <laughs> just kind of killing time. So it's nice that it seems that they're they're finally clicking, they're producing their uh the confidence is, it, I think like... the other the other thing, right? Like the team plays like they they know that they can make that pass. They know they can push through those two defensemen yeah. in front of the net. Like it's it's taking that extra chance that you have you know you have the skill advantage there. You know you have that that extra foot of space that you needed to make that play. I think you know whatever it was that flipped their confidence back on at the end of the Columbus game, I think carried over like you said.
1: Yeah, and I think if you have Robertson and especially Domi playing with like great confidence, that makes a huge difference in this team. Like, Domi from right now to the beginning of the season, totally different player.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, we were wondering if he was just going to finish the season all assists and not score. Like, it was getting brutal. But now it it seems like he's found what his place is on this team. And like you said, Robertson too. Um, Okay, next question. Fun guy, South Pac Start, bench, cut. So start, Domi and Mitch combo, bench, Ron McLean, cut Jonas Siegel. <laughs>
1: well, not um, even easiest question in the whole fucking universe.
0: Yeah, that's I like that it's Jonas just Jonas
1: Siegel's been so roasted on Twitter the last twenty four hours. He hasn't tweeted. He's in a cubby hole somewhere right now.
0: What's funny is uh there's no parameters for this. It's just these. These are the <laughs> what I like. Something that's okay and something I don't like. <laughs> so good. Um, He's busy drying Dubis's tears right now.
1: <laughs> there's been so many good memes about him and Dubas. It's fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, I'm just looking at a picture from at uh, Mario. The one with like all the analytics. Him. Yeah, there's like stuff uh, written on the wall, and Dubis is like. That's exactly. The the, uh, you gotta find it, pictures. Please. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up here. This picture is so funny. He's uh, ba- never ba- caught in ba- this
1: um, much shit as he has right now. <laughs> no, no, that's I'm not even to... the one. That's not even the one.
0: No, this is good, though. I'll, just I'll, wide-eyed. You guys keep sp- going. Sp- I'll find it. Spencer's it. like, what did I get myself into? It's like, dude, this. I could have stayed in Toronto. I sold my house in a really bad time to sell my house in Toronto, <laughs> you dick. Okay, uh, what what else we got here for questions? So uh, TJ, TJ47772409, that's a fake at. Uh, So give (laughs) give Matthews extra rest and give Domi one C. So give Matthews an extra game off and start Domi on the first line center. What do you think? No, definitely not
2: because we've got New York again on Tuesday and they're going to be out for blood after we shit kick them. 100%. 100%. Yeah,
0: and while well, you have John Tavares healthy, he's the number one center if Matthews is down, I think, right? like
2: Yeah, well, and then Tuesday's also, I think, going to be the when they give the ceremony for Tavares hitting his 1,000th point, so we want to make
0: sure we, you know, put on a good effort for our captain. Nice. Uh, so, last one here from Mikey D. I am so sorry, Mikey D, of the Beliefers pod for forgetting... Beliefer's pot earlier. It's been a long week. Um, I think you owe him a cameo for that.
2: Yeah, he him can... a,
1: a very steady shout at the end, at least.
0: Because <laughs> we you fucking love Mikey
1: up. D. Yeah, yeah. Come so, on.
0: So start bench cut Timmy's items. Uh, he says, I'm starting large double double benching hockey cards or Timbits and cutting Boston cream because not a fan. So in the. um the correct format of our start bench cut let's go with um what do we do like sandwiches baked goods and hot drinks start one bench one cut one for timmy's you have to pick one of each or just pick the category i think categories like you have to start bench or cut one of can we go off the board because i feel their coffee (laughs) is the worst in the league Dark roast, their dark roast is the best. But do, no, do you think oh there's God. other hot, like, so, okay, so, like, you can say cut beverages, then.
1: Yeah, cut beverages. Cut beverages. um Anything after that, whatever you want to do. Timbits, <laughs> hockey cards are fine.
0: Their food is fucking No, cheap. no, no, no. these are the, these are the three. More
1: than anything.
0: Sandwiches and other, like, sandwiches, wraps, bowls, um... Baked goods, so muffins and donuts and and cookies and stuff, and beverages. Those are the three categories. Start bench cut. So you're start you're benching. Sorry, you're I'm starting, 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 baked okay, cool. starting baked goods. Okay.
1: Starting baked goods. I'm cutting beverages, and then we're gonna play whatever's after that.
0: You're benching sandwiches and yes, other other menu items. They're
1: they're my middle for sure.
0: Beener, what do you think?
2: Starting the drinks. Dark roast all day, every day. Oh my God. I can't believe
1: I podcast
2: with you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I won't spend
0: $8 on a fucking Starbucks. <laughs> Buddy, um, McDonald's coffee is better than Tim's coffee. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyways. Why? <But> anyways.
2: <laughs> coffee, baked goods, everything else. Starting
0: beverages. Starting beverages, benching. Baked goods. Okay. You're starting the zoo. No, 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 no. I'm I'm just trying to figure out what he was doing. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start. Oh man. Probably okay. I'm starting baked goods, because, um, though they are, kind of hit and miss, they've got some good. The the muffins that have the the cream cheese icing inside them, the carrot cake one with the cream cheese in it, or the pumpkin pie one with it. Pumpkin those are sprouts? good. Those ones are good. Um, I like me. Sorry, Mikey. I like me a Boston cream. Um, I do the too. apple fritters are pretty That's good.
1: Two best things from Tim's yeah, right there.
0: They've got some decent baked good items. The cookies are okay. I'm not a big Tim's cookie fan. The reason I'm I'm giving them the edge over sandwiches is because the Turkey Bacon Club used to be my favorite sandwich and they changed it and ruined it. It used to have they honey did. mustard. And as a child, when I was like, gone. I don't know if I like mustard. That was the thing that introduced me to honey mustard. And I was like, I actually like this. And then they were like, actually, we're going to change the bun and we're going to put mayo instead of honey mustard. And it's going to be artisanal now. I don't like it. I mean, I don't not so, like it. It's still just a turkey bacon like club. Fullness but it's not I the Tim's donuts. turkey bacon
1: club. And I hate Tim Hortons, period.
0: So I I should just remove myself from this. I'm not it's a fan either. You. If you're if you've been here since day 1, I have gone on a couple tirades about Tim Hortons. I do not like Tim's. I usually get horrible customer service there when I go. I don't like the menu items. I think they've I think Burger King has ruined this company by constantly adding whatever menu item didn't work for Burger King to the Tim Hortons menu, like it's <sighs> To me, they're it's the so equivalent stupid.
1: of betting on the sins in a parlay. You just you don't <laughs> okay. do it. There's cardinal rules. You don't do it.
0: So, friends don't let friends bet on the sins is our new yes, motto here at Leafs huge, Late Night. <laughs> huge, huge um,
1: <laughs> platform that we're running right now. For anyone listening, don't let your friends bet on sins.
0: So, do you want By to way, end us off with what happened there? Oh, what's up, Boehner? Wendy's owns Tim's not King. Oh 100%. No. no, Burger yeah. King.
1: Uh, is it a Burger Wendy's King? does. That's but why every BK
2: single
0: every single Wendy's are you talking on about? Has no, and no I, I'm God, pretty no. sure it's BK. No, restaurants international is the result of Burger King buying Tim Hortons. So then they own Wendy's as well? No, that's that's just a thing. I literally just Google it. <laughs> Wendy's Tim How dare Hortons. How you show us up? Murphy's success with combining coffee and donuts with Wendy's fast food led to the 1995 merger. Yeah, I'm talking in like 2016, Burger King bought Tim Hortons. Sorry, I'm trying to
2: Google this as we go. Horrible yeah. podcast. No, no, I, I think, I I think 20, right here. August 20, August 26,
0: 2014, Burger, the Burger company, King yeah. agreed to merge with Tim Hortons for 11.4 billion dollars to create oh restaurant God. brands international
1: also it tim ended hortons, up actually being 12 and a
0: half billion we will sponsor the hell of you we love you <laughs> operating yeah operating revenues of 5.73 billion dollars yeah i just i feel like they lost touch with what tim hortons meant to canada and canadians and the like hometown classic nostalgia vibes of it and they keep trying to add things that like nobody asked for i don't need a lime chipotle ghost pepper bowl from tim hortons are you insane like put the money towards making the coffee and the donuts taste better get a chicken burger from tim hortons no Remember when they had the Greek wraps and that's where the they introduced like Greek wraps and potato wedges at one point. And then they were like, actually, the potato wedges are probably a good idea. And they kept those around and they scrapped like everything on that menu is a remnant of an old bad idea. Like it's <laughs> so fucking annoying walking in there. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's my my Tim's rant. I'm going to I could go good on rant. for so long. I could do an good entire rant. podcast about Tim Hortons. Do you want to finish you this off should. with? How the uh, how the sands fucked you tonight? No, I don't want to really, but I'm going to. Um, don't
1: ever bet on the Sens because of the fucking shittiest team in the whole world. And if you have them in a parlay, they're gonna fuck you out of a ton of money. <laughs> in my last two parlays that I've had them in, I've lost almost over a thousand dollars. That's I've hit so bad. Fourteen out of sixteen, and they're the one team that has fucked me. And I know the people are gonna say, "Why didn't you cash out? Why didn't you cash out?" Because I didn't have an option because the sands were so fucking terrible. They lost by so many fucking goals that I couldn't do it. Even tonight, I had them by plus 2-5. They were up in the first, and then they fucked me. So if you have a friend who's trying to bet on the sins, don't <laughs> let them do it. Be a real good friend. Tap them on the shoulder and say no. <laughs> no.
0: Fuck oh. those guys. Oh my god, that's...
1: I've, I'm sorry
0: I'm laughing, but it's.
1: And if we ever have a podcast where I bet on the sins again, send me to Gamblers Anonymous because that's where I deserve <laughs> to be. I defied, I, I told Wiener this tonight. I defied the gambling gods and they smited me down. I had a huge, huge parlay where I hit everything tonight except for the sins. And I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. I took my hand in the cookie jar mm, and nice. I got fucked.
2: We'll have to send
0: you to Pinto Island. Um, oh, Pinto Island. <laughs> oh, 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 forgot about that one. Do we think DJ's coach number five fired of the year? I can't believe that's the only way I'll ever be fired in the by again. Is he's the
1: next fucking coach to be
2: fired.
0: They're chanting it, but I mean, Staios the fact has doubled that he down. He hasn't
2: been fired already. I don't think so. I think Ann Lauer doesn't want that, that bill on top <sighs> of everything that's already gone.
1: You yeah. motherfuckers gotta be so heated right now. I am like
0: <laughs> clenching my hands. I am furious about this. Okay, quick quick change. How many who can name all the coaches that have been fired this year? We'll finish with that. I can't even think straight. Craig Burube, Woodcroft,
2: um, Evison. Yeah. Woodcroft, Evison. I think that's him. Um, does Babcock count? No. Um
1: They didn't play a game before you got fired.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, those are the only ones that jump out at me right now. I think that's it. Berube, yeah, Oilers. Woodcroft, Everson, and Brube. Oilers, Wild, and St. Louis. Is that it? I think that's it. And I, th- I think that makes Martin St. Louis like the sixth tenured coach in the league right now. Holy shit. I kind shit. of like him as a coach,
1: though. So David um, Quinn ba, ba, has, ba, 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 I think, ba, 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 ba. the best odds to get fired next.
0: Yeah, now the third coach From fired San this Jose. season. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I don't know. With San Jose, it's it's the same thing I said about ah, not the even Wild.
1: True. DJ Smith got it. Uh, Lane Lambert, Dave Quinn after that. Sheldon Keith it's fourth
0: not a long tenure job NHL coaches mm, it's a rough go well alright thank you for tuning in it a fun one lots of yep emotions but uh, what's that also
1: anybody listening if you want to contribute to my parlay fund please do so because senators fucked me terribly <laughs> it's the holiday season I can use it <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll have we'll have some shirts up. Buy our new shirts. <coughs> Go me. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, having you on as always. When do the Leafs play next? And who do, new, new, Tuesday, new York Rangers. Tuesday Rangers. Yeah. yeah, I don't even have to look it up. Thanks. At home. At home, Johnny yeah. T gets his silver stick for a thousand points. Ooh. <laughs> I was thinking um, when I was designing some merch, we should do a uh, a calendar next year that has all the Leaf games marked on the days, but, like, it's a calendar of us.
1: Oh, nice.
0: So you can follow along with Leaf games and have some fun Leaf late-night <laughs> pictures, you know? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. This is brainstorming. It's all different <laughs> cartoons of stuff we've said on the pod over the years. That's what I was trying to do, but, I don't know, you'll see with, with the new uh, the new stuff when it comes out. Trying to play the outro. There we go.
1: <laughs> also, Johnny, did we ever follow up on that Canadian national anthem? She recorded everybody and made a ton of money.
0: <gasps> the what?
1: Remember when like, uh, she sang that fucking Canadian national anthem? Super short. Oh, yeah. Do we ever follow up on her?
0: What do you mean? What happened?
1: the huge under. Oh. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh if there was a, a bet Did going on there. Is she jail yet? <laughs> oh my god, no we should check back.